And now, a thought from Geico Motorcycle. It took 15 minutes to take a spirit animal quiz online. Please be the cheetah. Please be the cheetah. And learn your animal isn't the cheetah, but the far less appealing blobfish. Oh, come on. To add insult to injury, you could have used those 15 blobfish minutes to switch your motorcycle insurance to Geico. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on motorcycle insurance. The following program is rated D for dumb. is rated D for dumb. You're listening to Dumbing It Down with Dave, the fastest podcast on earth. Listen to Dave commute to and from work on the New York State Thruway in his 2008 Kia Rio LX. He talks about pragmatism, truth, happiness, and the search for it all. Join Dave as he asks and tells you how life ought to be. And now, here's Dave. Well, hello everybody. My name is Dave Canyon. Are you ready to dumb it down? All right, well, you came to the right place, and uh, hopefully you have the right host of the show. My name is Dave Canyon. I like to consider myself the pragmatic podcaster. I like to consider myself that, and uh, and I do. Nobody else does, but I do. And uh, you are listening to um, probably the most pragmatic uh, podcast, if not the fastest podcast on earth, uh, definitely the most pragmatic. And uh, as I record this on my iPhone 6S, here we are. I think we're in our second year for those of you who are faithful listeners at the beginning, you know I went through like a phone every month or two. I was always breaking a phone. I was always... It's an interesting part of my life where I was just going through phones and I was going through all these different Android-type phone companies. And I was spending money and I was getting all these unlocked phones and, oh, it was such a pain. And the audio would change, you know, the sound would change. I had to get a different microphone. I used to talk into the bottom of the phone and then I cut off a part of a sock as a P-filter so as far as I know, I was the only podcaster in the world that was using a sock, you know, part of a sock as a P-filter. And I still have that sock, and one day it'll go into the Dumbing It Down with Dave Museum, which will never happen. But just in case, you know. Um, all right. Anyway. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Ooh, I had to quickly uh, <clears throat> pause the show. I had a little uh, choking going on. I just uh, inhaled, uh, <coughs> uh, dispatched. A uh, which I never use this word in this context. A uh, whopper, a Burger King whopper. I woke up and I texted my wife. I knew she wasn't home; she had to go somewhere, and uh, she was driving around. I said, "Hey, just in case you decide to stop somewhere for food, I'll take anything you got because I'm on my way to work." So she stopped at Burger King. 
I had a Whopper. I haven't had a Whopper in a long time. And uh, that was good. It was not part of Dave's fit life, but it was part of Dave's commute life. Uh, part of dumbing it down with Dave. It was a practical decision because I wasn't in the mood to make any food. And uh, it came wrapped in a nice piece of brown paper. And I just uh, inhaled it before I started the show. And I've been washing it down with some soda. Or what their version of soda. But anyway, it's all good. It's all good and delicious. I don't really believe it's flame broiled. But I, maybe it is. And um, it's not as thick uh, as I would like it to be. Like my own burgers. But, you know, that's what happens. You go to fast food. That's the story. All right, let's move on. Welcome to Dumbing It Down with Dave, the fastest podcast on earth. Pragmatism, truth, happiness, and the search for it all. Thanks to Alex Exum at the top of the show. Thanks to Linda Irwin from Awesome Insanity Surfers for um, the AI, AI voices that you've heard and you will continue to hear. And also to uh, Hal and Philly, Hal Aaron, Hal and Philly for uh, going for a drive, the theme song uh, that he uses for his show uh, that he wrote and he sings and he does everything on it almost. Um, anyway, it's his, his song. I give him credit. Hal and Philly, who also does Tales of the uh, Road Warriors podcast, and also It's Easy When You Know How. Tales of the Road Warriors, you can find on Stitcher. Uh, it's Easy When You Know How. You can find that on Spreaker. And you can find probably both of them on almost any other podcast platform as well. You know, do the best you can. Google. You know, it's funny. You get on the computer. I, you know, I go right to Google. It's my homepage. And it's like mining. It's like you put on your mining cap. Right, you get on that little uh, car, that little train car, and you go into the hole, and then you go down, and you you just dig, you're mining for information, right? So everybody knows how to do that by now. All right, you know, today's show, I actually do have some leftover stuff from the previous show. Did I mention it was uh, November 26th, and it's also like six right now, six forty-one p.m. Holy cow, it's late, six forty-one p.m. Yeah, my first day back. I'm really a little bit lackadaisical. I'm really hoping that they call me and say, uh. Would you mind terribly if you didn't work tonight? I mean, oh, I get to go home? Yeah, I'll go home. Because this is my overtime day. But I got to do it. It's it's out, out of all the things in my life that I hate doing, that I wish I didn't do, uh, didn't have to do, I do it quite constantly. Uh, because it's so rewarding, you know, as far as financially. It's not rewarding as far as everything, every, almost every other aspect of my life. Although I did have a conversation today with one of my soon-to-be uh, contractors in the house that will be tearing apart the bathroom, the kitchen, and the roof, and... You know, it's nice to know that uh, they're going to get some work done. And my house is going to be uh, vastly improved in the next couple of weeks to months. All right. Anyway, so I, yeah, I got to go in and do uh, uh, a, a day. I hope they have an easy, you know, an easy night laid out for me. They Anybody who does a fifth day, that night should be your easiest night. The rest of the nights, your regular four nights, those should be your workhorse nights. Unless you're like one of those young kids, like I used to be six years ago, where you go, hey, I just want to work every day, every night, every day, every night. I just want to work every day, every night, every day, every night. And then you forget about it. But, you know, 70 hours later, you're like, yeah, that was great. You have any more? I don't have to go home. Anyway. So I did a show. What was my show about? You know what? I don't even remember. I'm sure you'll remember. I don't remember what number it was. Was it? This is what it was. I could pause it, but I'm afraid. Oh, yeah. I usually have it all queued up, ready to go, but... Just in case I want to do a viewer's comments, listener's comments. But uh, I don't have it all queued up. So whatever this is, 175, 176, whatever it is, it's a milestone. It's amazing I've made it this far. Pragmatism. What was I talking about? I talked about iHeartRadio. I talked about being uh, uh, Pat and Jeff posting on Facebook. 
that they would like to nominate me for best podcast. Well, you know, by the way, that's not how it works. <laughs> but it would have been nice, you know. It, it's all great, and I'm uh, I'm I'm cracking a smile. It's nice that people think of me in that way, right? You know, even though it doesn't fit my pragmatism, you know, it's like, all right, that's fine. You know, I can't stop you from having emotions. You know, just because I'm pragmatic doesn't mean you you have to be pragmatic. You know, in the whole world, uh, you know, it, you can feel what you want. You know, that's it. Feel what you want and say what you want. And I appreciate the the mention on the, on the page and on the internet and, you know, affecting the algorithm just .001 that, at that moment. And I talked about how, uh, you know, I wasn't really interested in having being validated by iHeartRadio or anybody for that matter. And I've never been an awards guy. You know, I'm just not an awards guy. I'm not a Miss You type of guy. And I'm not an awards guy. And if it wasn't for my wife, I wouldn't be a Love You type of guy. But, you know, you can't end a phone call with bye. Anybody remember those days? Bye. No, you can't do bye. It, it turned into love you. Love you, bye. And then it became one word. Is that not in the Oxford Dictionary as a word? Love you, bye. Love you, bye. One word. Love you, bye. Can't say, you can't hang up the phone without saying love you. Got to be validated. Every phone call. Love you. Yeah, that was a big fight about 30 some odd years ago. How come you don't say love you? What? Uh, I don't know. Uh, we're on the phone? Uh, you don't love me on the phone? Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I'm at work. Uh, okay, love you. Is it, is it, yeah? Okay, love you too. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that's it. It's been 30 years of love you. Bye. Um, yeah. So I, I don't do... I, don't, I wasn't that type of guy. I'm not a miss you type of guy. And I'm not an awards type of guy trophies, all of the accolades, whatever. You listening is the reward and the award. Sharing it is the reward and the award. All of that. Just Let's just expand this family. And I am taking a cue from Pepe Marcello and the Good Rats. And one of these days I'm going to I'm gonna write down or I'm going to you know, copy and paste a lyric, a verse from a song, uh, from one of his songs. And it basically goes, I'm going to paraphrase, I think is the word, it's like twice I've used that word in the last month. I've never used that word. Basically, well, one of the lyrics in his songs were, wherever I stand, just I, I just need a place to stand and sing, sing my song. That's, that's enough of a stage for me. You know, wherever I stand, let me sing my song. So in other words, it doesn't matter if it's a bar. It doesn't matter if it's a fair. It doesn't matter if it's, a, it's an arena. It doesn't matter if it's you know, a club. It doesn't matter a recording studio, wherever he stands, he just wants to be able to sing his songs. And uh, that's it. So wherever I am, I just want to be able to, you know, do my thing. And uh, I'm going to move forward. Uh, believe me, iHeartRadio isn't looking for a 56-year-old obese guy who does a show, you know, on his iPhone 6, uh, you know, on his way to work. They're not looking for that. They're looking for really, really super hip and creative stuff. And, you know, the guys that were nominated, I'm sure, are all very excellent. And they're all very corporate. They're all very well backed financially and they got a lot going on they got agencies agents they got producers and bookers it's a whole thing which I am not a part of and I don't know if I ever will be and really frankly you know my head's not in that space right now my head's in this space whatever this is alright let's get to it we gotta get to it alright so I talked about iHeartRadio I got a couple of things here I wrote down I wrote down Amtrak Tesla Truck and fires, fires and water. Three different things of pragmatism. Well, 
Two of them. So let's talk about that. Eh, maybe the Tesla is a, is a pragmatism thing. Maybe it's not. Let's talk about Amtrak. And I can cue this up. I have it. I hit the button. Make sure nothing goes wrong. I get so nervous. Ah, where, where is it? There it is. Okay. Amtrak. I'm going to read you the headlines. This happened the other day. I think it happened over the weekend, and I didn't get to it on the, on the show I did Sunday coming home. Amtrak train hits a vehicle in Florida, killing a woman and two children. Amtrak train hits a vehicle in Florida, killing a woman, the mom, and her two children. I think they're daughters. And it was traveling. It was a train traveling from Miami to New York City. It happened on Saturday. And the woman was driving the car. All three victims, the, mo- the mother and the two children, were all occupants of the car, of the vehicle. And what they were doing, nobody on the train was hurt. But the woman, I'm reading part of it here. The woman and children were going camping. They were on holiday. They were going camping when their Subaru SUV was struck by the train near the Corbett Wildlife Area. Camping gear and the Subaru's bumpers were strewn along the side of the tracks when first responders showed up. The article goes on and on and on. Crash occurred at 2 p.m., so it had to be fully daylight unless it was raining. There's no report in here about it raining. 2 p.m. Saturday, 38 miles from West Palm Beach. The impact of the train pushed the SUV about half a mile before it came to a stop. So, I don't know about you folks, but I feel like I've been hearing about cars being hit by trains forever. And that's part of my pragmatism, is that my age always comes into play. You know, being 56 years old. Uh, Let me just add one more thing here. The railroad crossing had no gate, and the tracks were about... 25 yards from the turn off the highway. So three feet make a yard. So it's 75 feet. If you're a five footer, that's 15 of you. Lay down, head to toe. There were two railroad markers and a yield sign. But the brush, now here's the here's the kicker. The brush had overgrown to shield them from visibility for drivers entering the Corbett Wildlife Area. That's that's some serious stuff right there. There's brush, which is the overgrowth, you know. Whatever it is that's growing down there in this wildlife area had overgrown and apparently was blocking the two railroad markers. Uh, Earl this guy named Earl I'm not going to read the last name a check station whatever that means operator at the wildlife management area said previous crashes previous crashes with trains at the Corbett crossing have prompted calls for safety measures previous crashes here's where pragmatism comes in Everybody 
has been saying for years, and I feel like this is my life. This is me. Now, this article is saying everybody, and I'm sure it's you. Everybody has been saying for years, we need some sort of crossing gate. Uh, It's dangerous there. Trains come flying by. Right? Everybody says it, but nobody does it. So what does Amtrak have to say about this? I haven't followed up with it. I don't have that type of life. You know, I'm not a reporter. I don't uh, read press releases. I don't have a staff. I don't have time. And it doesn't matter because this is the moment that we need to talk about. This is pragmatism. This is pragmatism not being utilized. And I know back in the day when it was Conrail, now it's uh, CSX and Amtrak, I know that I've read, I know that I've heard them saying, you know, the train, the railroad companies, how many thousands of railroad crossings there are and how much time and money it would cost to put barriers, you know, the, the, the ones that go up and down at every crossing. But I've been hearing this for not just a year, not just two years, not just five years. I've been hearing this my whole life. I've been reading and hearing it. Yet, I know if I dug deeper, there are so many cars that get hit by trains. Now, in this particular window, sometimes, you know, you hear the story about the guy or whoever you know, trying to beat the gate and you know, got stuck on the tracks or stalled on the track, whatever the story is. This lady was on holiday. She was on vacation with her two kids. And they made a turn off the highway. And then 75 feet later, 25 yards is the crossing. I don't, I, I don't know the map. I, I didn't look at it on Google Maps or anything like that. But, um, you know, if you just set up some lights, if you just set it up. And you can't, let's, when you talk about how expensive it was, can you imagine if you just started gridding the country 50 years ago, how much the dollar was worth in uh, uh, 1969, 50 years ago in 1969, you could have started a project called, you know, Crossing America, you know, Railroad Crossing America. That would have been the name of the project. And you would have went one at a time. You could have hired a SWAT team. I always like to think of it as in terms of a SWAT team. This, this band of uh, tra- a traveling circus where they just go, you know, they don't come home every night to the same house. You know, they, they go to, they, they, they're on the road. And, it, and for the next 50 years or 30 years, or maybe you have one side on the West Coast, one team on the East Coast. Or maybe you have four teams, East Coast, West Coast, North and South. And they just, they just go at it. They just go at it. They just, all the supplies get brought to them via, you know, track the trailer or, you know, via the train. It doesn't matter how you do it. The thing is that you started in 1969. I'm 56. I was born in 63. I know cars were getting hit by trains back then too, right? Had to be. Had to be. And all you had to do was just start. So let's not talk about how expensive it is. That's not pragmatism. Pragmatism is saying, oh yeah, we have a problem. There are trains that are thousands of tons. I don't know how much trains weigh, but I, you know, they're heavy. And when they make impact with a, with a personal vehicle, they destroy and they kill. They kill families. If there's a husband or there's a brother or a sister or uncle, aunt, and friends and family, I'm sure they're all devastated. They left for a simplification. 2 p.m. on a Saturday. 
and they got hit by a train. And there's brush that would tell you that the train, the railroad crossing is there, but it's covered by brush. And uh, there's not a truck driving show, but I can tell you right now, folks, there are a lot of things that I see and don't see because they're covered or not covered. And they're lit and they're unlit. And they were up and they were torn down. It's just, and there's garbage and there's, it's just, it's amazing what you see when you're all over the country, when you're all over the roads. You see a lot. But we're not in any rush to make it better. I mean, by the way, nobody at the wildlife area said, hey, I'm just going to go out there with a weed whacker. I'm just going to go out there with a weed whacker. When, I, when we pull trailers out of the Exit 23 compound in Albany, there's a curfew that we, we are not allowed to exit. Um, we're not allowed to enter an exit between 7 and 9 in the morning. And I think it's like 3 and 5 in the afternoon or 3, 35, 30. It doesn't matter. I think it's 3 and 5. It doesn't matter. Two supposedly peak hours of the day. 7 to 9 in the morning. And let's just say 3 to 5 in the afternoon. That's four hours of the day. You're not allowed to enter and exit the compound. Let me tell you something, folks. Saturday morning, there's no rush for me to get back because there's no curfew. Sometimes it is really difficult to get out of that compound on a Saturday morning or even a Sunday morning because, you know, I work Saturday nights now. It's hard to get out of that compound because cars are flying by. And that's not even the pragmatism that I want to talk to you about. Nobody's doing anything about it. The economy does not get an assist from the thruway or from New York State or from the federal government or from my own company. There's, there's no assist. It's like, oh, yeah, just, uh, you know, I mean, there's a camera watching me. There's a camera. I got to do the right thing. I got to be patient. I got to pick my spot. Because that's what it's like. It's like playing dodgeball or ring alivio or whatever. It's like you got to pick your spot. You got, okay, 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 okay. Is there, uh, okay, go. And then you, 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 you put it in gear. You know, I, I mean, it's already in gear. And then you, you, you let go of the clutch and you floor it. Because you got, you got to race the traffic. You got to get out of that compound. Or you got to get in the compound. And you just assume that if you see a car down the road and they're coming because there's a hill. These cars are coming over the hill that want to get onto the New York State Thruway. And you just assume that they see you. But one of these days, and I don't know if it's happened yet, because I'm not in touch with everything that happens in the world, but one of these days there's going to be a car that's going to come flying over this hill and they're going to just drive right into the side of a tractor trailer. And everybody's going to say, well, you know, uh, there's markers. Yeah, but people who are in cars don't they don't really understand a lot of times what these things say they're not even paying attention especially with the newer generation there should be a lot more lights every time I exit and enter that compound it should I should be it should be like a circus like oh everybody hold on red light red light economy coming through oh there's the economy there's a worker there's a guy this is his office you're just passengers it's his office yeah track the trailers it's our office we're out with the throughways It'll never happen. That's pragmatism. But Dave, you know how much money... Yeah, I know how much money it cost. Should have started it 50 years ago. Well, I don't know if the freeway was around, but it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? These things, you can just start early. Just start now. It'll never be as cheap as it is now. Never be as affordable as it is now. Still recording? Thank God. Oh my God, is the show over? 23 minutes. All right. That was a lot of time. Sorry about that. But this whole thing about getting hit by a train... And this whole thing about the barriers 
not not being there, not being installed. The whole thing about the brush being the brush being overgrown. It's ridiculous. Just cut it, trim it. Somebody do something. In that article where it says everybody has been saying for years, that's the part that really gets me. It's been said. And previously when trains have hit cars, so it's not the first car to get hit. But in, in this case, I don't know about the other cases, in this particular... Boy, wouldn't it, be gr- wouldn't it be great to research it? But I'm curious how many other cars have been hit. There's a mother and two children that are dead now. That's terrible. Pragmatism would have solved that. All right, let's move on. Um, did you guys see the thing with the Tesla? The Tesla truck? Let's not, I don't even want to talk about how ugly the truck is. It's, it's, it's great if it's in a bad Sylvester Stallone movie about the future. It's a great truck for that. But anyway... So somebody who works for Tesla on stage as they're premiering this truck in front of everybody throws a rock at the window because they want to show you how the, the window is armor-proof, whatever, it's, it's bulletproof or whatever. So they throw a rock and it shatters the glass twice, not just once, but twice. He throws one rock and he throws another rock. He shatters the passenger and the driver's side glass. But it's supposed to be shatterproof or whatever proof. And I, I, when I saw the video, I was like, uh-oh. Well, that's, that's bad. Boy, that's bad. But come on. Let's, let's have a conversation. Elon Musk, genius. That wasn't a setup. That wasn't a setup, so we have a viral video. That there's a fail. Anyway, they sold a whole bunch of those cars anyway. Uh, there's pre-orders for that truck, for the Tesla truck. But... I gotta tell you, I, that's kind of ho- um, not honky, hokey. That Elon Musk would put a truck on stage, they would throw a rock at it, and he wouldn't know that the glass is gonna shatter. So it's a big epic fail, and it's on every YouTube, you know, video, whatever, all over the United States, all over the world. And then people want to see this. Tr- that's how you get the word out. I don't know. Just seems a little hokey. He he should know better, but maybe he's a genius, because. Maybe otherwise, nobody would have shown the truck. Because otherwise, the, every video would have been how ugly the truck is. I don't know. I just thought that was kind of hokey. All right, one last thing. Do I have time? Oh, okay, yeah, we have time. So that's not so much pragmatism. But then again, is it? Is it like, uh, you know what? I don't really have the money to take out all these ads. So I'm just going to make a viral video. Which is kind of true. I mean, I don't know if he doesn't have money for the ads. I'm sure he does. But, you know, the fact that... You know, if I just create a viral video, that'll get me so much publicity. I won't even have to. I won't have to pay for an ad. Everybody's watching this video of the the the, the windows failing because of somebody threw a rock at it. How can you? All right. Anyway, last but not least, so so I, here's a show that I was kind of prepared. Right, I had some bullet points. These fires that are happening again. This is another thing. If you go back 50 years to 1969. You had to know that you were going to have 50 years of forest fires, especially in California. You had to know that. You can't just assume, oh, you know, this is the last fire. Like the fires we had this year, last year, where people are constantly evacuated. Oh, yeah, this story led into something else, by the way. This is two stories in one, maybe. So I'm hearing about these fires in California, but I'm also hearing about how the Ronald Reagan Library didn't get affected. Because they set it up, up up on a hill and they have these barriers. So any fires that come across would not affect the Ronald Reagan Library. 
the presidential library. And I got to tell you, I thought to myself, wow, that's nice. Uh, is that nice? It's nice. Oh, it's so nice. Oh, the Ronald Reagan, Ronald, Reagan, Ronald Reagan Library is protected. That's nice. Everybody else, F you. You're going down in flames. Ronald Reagan Library, oh, we're going to protect that. Because, you know, 99% of the world, before they die, will go through that library. People love that Ronald Reagan Library. People love presidential libraries. They love it. No, not Six Flags. Wrong. No, not amusement parks. Wrong. Not arcades. Wrong. Not Branson, Missouri. Wrong. Vegas. Wrong. Presidential libraries. That is the number one tourist attraction on AAA Magazine. Go to Liberty Travel. They have all these packages. You can take a bus. You can take a train. Take an Uber. You know, you can take a jitney. You know, you go. You, they got guys. These muscle guys. They'll piggyback you, and they'll take you to your nearest presidential library. Thank God, thank God, the Ronald Reagan Library was not affected by these fires. But the thousands and thousands of other people in California, f you, you're going down. You're homeless. Goodbye. You got insurance? I hope so. You paid a lot of money for it, I bet, right? Yeah, don't worry about it. It'll rebuild. It's fun. It's great for the economy. Just keep on having fires and evacuating and interrupting your lives, and then we'll just rebuild. Because you know, once the fires go through, there's nothing that you can't have another fire, right? Because it burnt everything. Is that how it works? Is that what the plan is in California? Well, everything will eventually get burnt. So, you know, eventually we'll be done. There'll be no more forest fires. I got about a minute left. So I've been hearing about forest fires as long as I've been hearing about trains getting, you know, hitting cars. And I know this sounds crazy, but it's not. Because we can put a pipeline anywhere we want. We can make a pipeline as long as we want. We could transport natural gas. We could transport oil. We could transport propane. Whatever we want. But for some reason, I've always been told there's no money in water. There's no money in water. We can't transport water. We can't line the nation's wild forests with pipes so it sprays water intermittently or whatever to keep everything moist. Yeah, I think we can. Tell that to the people who... uh, I know it's a crazy idea, but tell that to the people who lost their homes and were evacuated. See you next show. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dumbing It Down With Dave. Goodbye, good day, good night, good luck, good riddance, Godspeed, good racks, and great skills. Take care. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Is your cell phone bill out of control? Then this is your wake-up call. The new TrackPhone Wireless gives you unlimited talk and text starting at $20 a month, no contract, plus unlimited carryover data with active service. Yep, the new TrackPhone Wireless. Now you're in control. See terms and conditions at trackphone.com.